Well, good morning, good morning. It's so good to see y'all here today. And uh, listen, if this is your very, very first time here with us today at Discover Church, let me say thank you so much for joining us. I know you could have been a lot of other places today, but we are so appreciative of the fact that you're here. And uh, listen, one of the things we'd love for you to do is just to get to know you a little bit better. But in order for us to know you, we have to know who you are. And so if this is your first time, or maybe you've never taken the opportunity to do it, we'd love for you to text the word welcome to 302 205 1320. When you text welcome to that word, you're going to be prompted to fill out a digital connection card. And uh, this is not us showing, at your showing up at your house or anything like that. It's just so we kind of can try to help put faces and names together to pray. We pray over you as a staff uh, and as a leadership team. And uh, if that texting is a little bit too confusing for you, don't worry. There is a connection card if you're here in person in the pocket in front of your seat. You can fill that out. You can put that in one of the offering receptacles in the back of the room, and uh, it's going to be good. Uh, one of the things that I want to let you know that uh, ladies is coming up. Okay, guys, well, I guess I should first off declare, guys, Mother's Day's coming. Okay, so you and your children need to be prepared and get ready. And one of the ways that, guys, you can be, uh, you know, help the ladies in your life get prepared and be ready for Mother's Day is this, is help them get signed up for the Mother's Day tea. It's going to be May 19th. Uh, guys, I know you're disappointed because you really wanted to come to tea time, but it's not for you. So you're not coming. It's for ladies only. You don't have to be a mom. Uh, you basically just any of the ladies uh, in the church, they're going to have a good time here on May 19th. So make sure you get signed up. By the way, if you don't know how to get signed up, you can go to the website uh, right on the homepage. If you see this image, you can click on it and get registered that way. Discoverchurch.cc. Or if you have the Church Center app, if you go under signups, you can see it there. You can get signed up as well. And uh, also, uh, we want to let you know if maybe uh, you've recently come to Discover Church, we're having a welcome party on April 30th. Now, the welcome party, because we have two services, the welcome party is going to be after the second service, okay? So we would love to just get to know you and your family a little bit better. It's just a, a time, uh, really, uh, just a, a kind of a casual time. We'll have some snacks uh, available, but just the opportunity for you to meet some of the uh, leadership team here of Discover Church, kind of uh, find a little bit more about us as we find some more about you. And then here is the last thing uh, before we uh, share some cool stories with you is that uh, uh, we had, listen, hey, celebrate with me, okay? We had 16 people dedicate, rededicate their lives last week through Easter. Come on, we can get excited about that, right? I was going to say, it's, it felt, I won't lie, it felt a little weak, but it's okay, all right? You might, you might not be super, super excited about it, but I know I am. And uh, for me, if you've had the opportunity uh, where you just did this, or maybe you're kind of coming back to the Lord, and you've never taken the opportunity to be water baptized, we want to let you know water baptism is coming up. We would love to celebrate with you as, uh, as a church body, as a family to celebrate with you a water baptism. Uh, one of the ways, again, to get signed up for water baptism is to, to text the word water on the screen there, and then uh, that's going to help get you signed up. And if you're, again, saying, Pastor Chris, I don't do all that tech stuff. Well, listen, you got me that you can see at the end of service or anybody with a yellow tag and tell them, hey, I'm interested in getting water baptism. What do we have to do? Where, where do we get signed up? Uh, but uh, listen, I wanted to share a really cool win for this week. Uh, you know, Matthew chapter 25, Jesus really talks about, uh, it, it, and this is kind of like at the end of his life, right? Before he's going to the cross. He's just unloading on his disciples 
all of these parables and all this stuff. And one of the ones he does is he tells this parable about somebody who, who threw a party. Nobody really came to it. And one of the things that he's saying in the midst of all that he's, uh, he's kind of going through is, is that there's going to be a moment at a time uh, where, guess what? Uh, God separates everything. It's called the separation. He calls it the goats and the sheep, right? And now, if you don't know nothing about goats, it's okay. They're not that smart, all right? Uh, guess what? Neither are sheep. That's all right, right? But, but, but basically, Jesus is saying that, hey, he's going to separate these two groups. And in one of the groups, he's looking at the groups and saying, hey, uh, guess what? You didn't feed me. You didn't clothe me. You, you weren't there for me uh, when, I, when I needed you to be. And so one, one of the things that I, I'm so excited about, is that uh, um, we love at Discover Church to do serve projects and to give back to our community in every way possible. And uh, yesterday, you might not know this, but we had uh, a great handful of people uh, show up with trucks and trailers and power tools. Man, it was awesome. It was legit. Uh, so I think, yeah, we even got a couple pictures here uh, of, uh, of some of the stuff going on. This was at the Chup's house in Georgetown yesterday. And uh, I want to give a big shout out uh, to, yeah, that's it. I was going to say, you can be excited about that. Uh, you can be excited. I want to give a big shout out to a handful of, of folks here, especially uh, because y'all don't know, but we had some businesses in the church that really came out and supported. They didn't ask me to do this. I want to do this anyway. Uh, just Coons Property Services. The Coons were out there. That's right. The Cannon Lawn Care, they were out there. J&J uh, &J Maintenance out there. And then uh, Mosquito Authority was out there too. We had our boy Ernie was out there at the end of the day just spraying, spraying bugs just because he could. So it was awesome. Uh, Ernie's like, you know what, let's just, let, there's bugs, let's kill them, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, let's go, you know? So we've, we've, we took trailer loads of, of debris out, let's go, come on. But, uh, but it was so much good. And, and listen, I, I, we share all this because we want to let you know, when you give, like if you're part of Discover Church and when you uh, give online, whether you set up reoccurring giving, whether you drop something in the back of the box, we don't, uh, in the back of the room in the, one of the offering boxes, we're going to let you know your offering is doing tangible things, Right? Yes, it's keep the lights on here. That's great, right? But it's doing so much more than that. So I just want to say thank you so much for that. And uh, we love sharing wins and testimonies about everything that's happening here, some stories about what's going on. And uh, uh, I, one, of my, one of my things, you probably get sick of me hearing me saying it, but guess what? We're not done, y'all. Yeah, we're, not, like, we're not done yet, okay? So it's going to be, it's awesome. So keep your uh, eyes peeled and your ears open for other serve projects that we'll be have coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun, some good stuff. But uh, listen, we are jumping into the message this week. This is going to be week two of Ever Wonder Why. We kicked this off last week uh, celebrating Easter. And so um, y'all probably sick of me telling this, but can I have a little bit of an honest confession moment with you? Can like, I pull up the chair here? Can you be my counselors? Okay, there's just a lot of you I know, but you can be my counseling session for just a, a minute. The best part is it's free, right? Yeah, because you're not going to charge me for it. You know, but uh, can I tell you that as a pastor... That sometimes it is really hard to trust God. Can I tell you that? Can, will you not judge me for that? All right? no, don't judge me because uh, I don't know if you can relate to this, but uh, you can love, I, I don't know if you understand this, but you can love God, okay? Uh, you can believe in Him, uh, but you can also feel real, real uneasy about the future. Do you know that? Like, you can love him, you can believe in him, but you can have this, like, uneasiness. Uh, you can be worried about the tensions, about stuff going on in the country. You can be uh, worried about politics. You can be worried about losing your job, about uh, sickness in your family or friends. Uh, can you afford your mortgage? You can do all of these other things. You can be single and worried, am I going to be single for the rest of my life? Like, what's going on? Right? 
And then you could be worried, right, about marrying the right person because how many of you know if you, there's a right person, guess what that also means? There's a wrong person. Some of you are like, yes, Pastor Curtis, I know I've done that. <laughs> I don't want to go back there, right? Right, we know. And, and so we know because we want to marry the right person so that we can have the right kids, right? Because we don't want the wrong kids because we've seen some wrong kids out there and we don't want nothing to do with those kids, right? We don't, we don't want nothing like that. But here, here's what we know, right? Uh, we, we know that it, in all of this, we want to trust, we know that we, we want to trust, but then the question, of course, is, is how do I trust in a God that I can't see? How do I trust in a God where I feel like, you know, uh, all of a sudden, I look, I check my bank account, I thought I had this much money, and guess what? I don't. And it's going to be bad, and you're like, Lord, where are you in the midst of this tension, in the midst of all the things I have going on? And, and, and how do I trust a God, you know, when I trust him? You know, I've trusted him in the past. I've asked him for stuff in the past. And I, 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 you know, I did what you tell me to do. I prayed, right? And, and when I did, he didn't do what I wanted him to. He didn't do what I thought he would do. So what, how do we do this? How do we, like, justify this today? Like, and can I tell you, this is a fair question. It's not an easy question. Uh, and so today, we're really going to talk about, like, can you, or, or really even more important, like, why should you? trust God. Why should you? Like, it's just one of those things. Like, when we talk about it, where we're supposed to have faith, we're supposed to trust. And so today, uh, I want to encourage you, by the way, to, to take notes. Um, by the way, if you don't know this, if you're in person here, uh, that in the word, our little store area out there, you can actually pick up a, a, a DC journal. They're totally free to you, uh, for you to be able to journal and then just kind of write stuff down in. Uh, you can also join us on the YouVersion app, where you can take notes and stuff in there. I want to encourage you to take notes today because I personally think this is something that, that we all deal with, and we deal with more, more often than we'd like to probably admit that we deal with it, and it's one of those ones where we kind of like want to like just kind of tuck it in the back of our mind and just kind of like, oh, I hope it all works out. You know, I hope it all will be okay. You know, but today we're going to talk about how uh, two prayers for you and I to help build our trust in God so that we can understand that we can trust. And now, I don't know if you know this, if you've ever read much of Jesus' story uh, through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, you would learn that there are some miracles that Jesus does that really, that really make you question the trusting in Jesus, right? Like, for example, uh, Jesus had a really super close friend, like best friends, right, with this guy named Lazarus. And he was close friends with Lazarus' sisters, right? Like, like he, he stayed at their house all the time, right? Lazarus gets sick. Jesus can heal him. They tell Jesus he's sick, and guess what Jesus doesn't do? He doesn't come. And you're like, what's, Jesus, what are you doing? Now, look, if you've read the story, you know what happens, right? But in the middle of the story, Mary and Martha and even Lazarus, as he's probably on his deathbed, right, they don't know that. Like, they don't know it. They're just sitting there going, like, Jesus, I thought you loved us. Where are you at? Like Jesus, and, and even when Jesus shows back up, when Lazarus is already dead and in the grave, right, all of a sudden I can imagine that there has to be this moment in the back of their minds where like, Jesus, we, you don't understand, we trusted you. Like we allowed you, like we welcomed you into our home, like you could do this, we believe, we know that you can do this, and you still didn't. So today we're actually going to be looking at another practical story here of God, of Jesus doing something that's just extraordinary, that really tests our, our, our notion of trust, 
Uh, today, if you got your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke chapter 5. And so in Luke chapter 5, here's what we see. We see Jesus is at the Sea of Galilee. Jesus spent a lot of time up there, okay? In fact, he, he lived a, a good chunk of his life up there. And, and so as he's around the Sea of Galilee, basically what we're finding is the Sea of Galilee, if you don't know, it's really not so much a sea. It's really a giant lake, right? And, and, and so they were constantly out on the water. Uh, Jesus, uh, he loved him a, a boat. He loved to travel by boat, right? He would travel by boat everywhere. And so uh, it probably is no wonder that he picked up a whole bunch of disciples and apostles that happened to be, you know, fishermen and guys out on the water. But here's what we... Here's what we ultimately find is that Jesus was actually teaching uh, next to the Sea of Galilee. And by the end of the day, what he saw is he saw two fishing boats. And he saw the fishermen cleaning their nets at the end of the day. And, and basically, they were frustrated. You know why they were frustrated? Because they were frustrated because they were fishermen who didn't catch any fish. Okay? There's nothing more frustrating than if you go out, you go crabbing, you go fishing, and guess what? You get nothing. You went through all the time and all the effort here, and I have nothing to eat for dinner tonight, so what are we going to do, right? I guess we're going to go get us some fried chicken, right? Because that's, that's what we do. So here's what we know. We know that he gets into the boat, okay? He gets into a boat belonging to Simon, and he tells Simon, hey, Simon, I want you to take me out on the water. Now, Jesus will do this for a couple different reasons. Sometimes Jesus would do it for transportation. Sometimes Jesus would do this to kind of get away because the crowds were, like, always around him, and he needed to kind of, like, give a second to breathe, have his own space for a sec. But sometimes he would also teach out there. And so here's what we see, Luke chapter 5, verse 4. It says that when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now remember, this is Simon who was cleaning his nets, hadn't caught nothing. He says, put out in the deep water. And he says, and let down uh, the nets for a catch. Now, Simon, I love this because we all know Jesus is the son of a carpenter, okay? Jesus is not the son of a fisherman, okay? So you, uh, this is you going and telling somebody else from another profession how to do the profession. By the way, don't do that, okay? It's really annoying, all right? Uh, just let them do what they're paid to do, all right? But, but here's what I love. Jesus shows up. He tells him this. Simon looks at him, and Simon recognizes there's something significant about Jesus because he says, Master, we have worked hard all night long, and guess what? We ain't caught nothing, all right? Nothing. Jesus, we've worked all night, haven't caught a single daggone thing. Well, like, we are done. And so, basically, what Simon is telling Jesus here, uh, and he's doing this in, like, the sweetest possible way, uh, but what you're asking me to do is stupid. <laughs> That's basically what Simon's saying. Simon says, no, 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 you don't understand. What you want me to do, this is stupid. This is dumb. This is not how this goes. But I don't know if you realize this. There's a lot of stuff in Scripture that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense and basically sounds pretty stupid when we say it out loud. Like this, blessed are those who are persecuted. I don't know if you recognize, that does not sound very smart. That doesn't sound good, right? Uh, how about this? Don't lean on your own understanding. Wait a second, how am I supposed to pay my bills and go through the day if I'm not leaning on what I know, right? That, that doesn't seem to make any sense. And, and see, here's what we see. We want to trust him, but we can't see him. Sometimes we don't feel like we can hear him. We don't see the results maybe in our life. And so today, one of the things I think that we have to learn how to pray, and we have to learn how to pray this, I think, pretty often is this, is, Lord, help me to obey you even when I don't understand. Because I don't know if you experience this like I do, but there is a lot of stuff in my week I do not understand. There's a lot of things that happen to me. There's a lot of things I see and read, and I'm just like, what in the world is going on? Help me, Lord, to obey you even when 
I don't understand because we see this prayer actually lived out in this story because Simon actually lets down his nets. He, he, he says, okay, this is stupid, but I guess I'll try it. What's it going to hurt? Even though we just cleaned him, we're going to clean him again. You know what I mean? Uh, he's mumbling uh, under his breath. But here's what we know. We know again, verse 5, Simon answers his master. We worked all night, haven't caught anything. But because, guess what? You say so, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to let down my nets. Because you say so, God, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And, and so, so I, I want you to do me, do me a favor because I want to make sure you're staying with me. Say, let down your nets. Yeah. All right, you've got, to, you've got to let down your nets, right? Now, this doesn't make any sense, but because, God, because you're telling me to do that, this is what we're going to do. But here is, here's the thing, okay, that you don't have to understand completely you don't have to understand everything completely in order to obey immediately, all right? Now, this is key because it doesn't make sense. Jesus, what you're telling me to do here doesn't feel that smart. It feels pretty stupid. In fact, in fact, I'm going to look like a dummy because everybody else is watching me, see me do this. I just don't understand it. But, but we have to understand that small acts of obedience is really where it's all at. It's the small stuff. We think so often in our lives, it's the great big moments in life, and it's the who I'm going to marry, and it's the, the job that I'm going to stay at and retire from, and, 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 and it's all these big moments. And, and, yeah, those big moments are important, but guess what? The really small stuff, the, all the decisions that you make on a daily, daily basis, those are where it's really at because in the small moments, it's the small acts of obedience to help us to understand, like when Amy and I were planning on planning Discover here, we felt uh, God give us instruction about where she should work. I have no idea why. I don't know why. It, it makes no sense to me at the time. And I'm just like, I don't know how to tell you that I know that I know that she shouldn't do anything else except for this one thing. I don't know. But that's just what I feel. And it was incredible to see that the small act of obedience of just waiting, kind of being in a still patient moment there, allowed God to show up. And it's helped me, Lord, to obey even when I do not understand what is going on. Because here's so often I think what we do when we have this moment where we doubt God, where we're doubting where he is in our lives, we have this tendency to kind of go over to the corner and cross our arms and kind of put ourselves in the corner and be like, I don't know, I'm just, just going to stay over here. God, if you want to do something, I'm going to just, you, you know, whatever. You just... Can I tell you the problem with that is, is guess what it, we're literally called to do in Scripture? We're literally called to do this. It's the thing that we do when they say, you, you ever in school and they talk about how, you, you know, when you want to show that you're paying attention to somebody, what do you do? You want to kind of sit up and you want to lean in a little bit. You want to sit there and like, wait a second, I'm sorry, can, can you say that again? That was so good. I need to hear it one more time. We actually have to take the opportunity to lean into what God is saying because the problem is, is that the two reactions of pulling away or drawing close, God is saying, no, 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 I want you to draw close to me right now. When you have this question, when you don't know where I am in the midst of this, and here's what we know. We know that in Proverbs, there's this verse that we say, but sometimes we don't understand it fully. It's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says that we should do what? We should say that first word, trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understandings, and in all your ways submit to him, and he is going to make your path straight. Did you know that in Hebrew, that word for trust is actually bakhtah? Can you say that with me? Bakhtah. There you go. I'm teaching you Hebrew. You didn't even know it, okay? Here's what I know, right? Is that when, you, when you're looking at this word trust, okay, to, to look this word up, it means to be bold, to be confident, to be secure, 
It means to, to have no cares. It means to put hope in. And in fact, it actually means properly to cling to. To cling to. How do you cling to something if you're far away from it? You can't. What do you have to do? You have to get close. You have to lean in. You have to cling to it. You have to put your hope and confidence in and on it. That's what Jesus says. Jesus says, no, no, I need you to trust. I want you to cling to me. I want you to cling to me so tight that you feel like you're in a giant sea that if you're not clinging on to me, that you're probably going to drown. I want you to cling on and hold tightly to me. So here's, the, here's what we know, though. We know that in order to cling to God, you got to let go, don't you? You can't cling on to him and hold on to all the other stuff that you've been carrying around, all the other stuff that you're worrying about, all the other stuff that you're, you're stressing we have to let go, and that's why, that's why that verse says that, guess what? You have to let go of your own understanding. you got to let go of your own wisdom. you got to let go of your own plans because, guess what? He has, he has plans, he has a purpose, and he has a promise for you, but he has, he's, looking, he's like, no, 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 you can't cling to me and to your own stuff all at the same time. It doesn't work because they're going in different directions. So here's what we know, that because I trust you, God, Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to let down my nets because I don't necessarily know the outcome. I don't know what's going to go on. But here's, here's what I would tell you today. that, And this is hard because guess what? The outcome, see, the outcome is actually God's responsibility. But guess what? If the outcome is God's responsibility, guess what? Obedience is yours. Obedience is your responsibility because Simon could have been like, Jesus, I'm tired. I'm not doing this tonight. You know what? I'm headed back in. I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat me some food, and I'm going to take a little nap so that we can get ready for doing this whole thing over the next day, right? No, no, no. We have to realize that, that the outcome is actually God's, but the obedience is ours. And so I have often seen in my life, and I think if you really, really think about this in your own, that what you will often find is that the big miracles that you've had in your life often really follow the small, simple acts of obedience, it's the small decisions. It's the little things. Can I get real practical with you? For all the, I don't even know how many people, because I didn't get a chance to count this ahead of time. I don't know how many people served last weekend for Easter for the three services, which we had over 400 people show up uh, for Easter here. L listen, I don't know how many people that were willing to do the small, simple act of, of serving coffee. The small, simple act of helping in checkout. The small, simple act of putting plastic uh, egg, candy in plastic eggs, right? I don't know who all that is, but guess what? Through those small, simple acts of obedience, guess what happened? 16 people said yes to a relationship with God, right? Because of the small, simple acts, there's a big payoff. There's a miracle on the other side. And here's what we see again, Luke chapter 5, verse 6. Here's what he says. He says, when they had done so, guess what happened? You'll never believe it. Small, simple acts made a big difference. They caught such a large number of fish that guess what? Their nets actually began to break. It says, so they actually had to signal over for their partners in other boats to come and to help them. Hey, y'all, like, we're, we're, we need some help here because if not, like, our boat is so full that they actually began to sink. How about that? Small, simple acts lead to such an incredible blessing that not only does it bless the people in that boat, but guess what else it does? The blessing overflows and it affects other people as well. Because that's how our God works. 
Our God doesn't do something that affects just one person. Like, when your life gets changed through Jesus Christ, guess what? Yes, that's great. And, and God is so excited to have that relationship with you. But guess what else? There's more to the story because when you do it and you start teaching your kids about it and you start teaching your grandkids about it, guess what you start doing? You're starting to make a generational distance. Guess what? It, it, it's not just about your boat anymore. It's overflowing into other people's boats. And so here's what we know. We, we say, Lord... Help me obey even when I do not understand what's going on. But then the second prayer, I think, is this. Is, Lord, help me to surrender what I cannot control. Have you ever thought about this? I have. It's kind of scary, okay? (laughs) Have you ever thought about all the things that you don't control? Like, I have a little bit, and it wants to make me start hyperventilating a little bit because it's just like... I realize that out of the great bigness of this world, I have like, this, like it's this much control. Like th- this much. Like, there's, only a hand, there's only a little teeny bit that I can control. So here's what I have to do. I have to surrender all the other stuff that I can't control. What I love here is Simon Peter, he falls on his knees. And he actually confesses. Now, it's kind of weird to me that he confesses this because he actually says, Lord, go away because I'm a sinful man when they're on the boat. Like, where do you want him to go? You want Jesus to go swimming? Simon? No, no, no. But he, he, he's sitting here going, he falls on his knees. And, and in verse 10, he, he says, Jesus actually says to Simon, he says, I need you not to be afraid. Because guess what? What I'm showing you right now is just a little teeny bit because you are actually going to go be, uh, uh, you're going to go fish for people. He says, so what do they do? They pulled their boats up on shore. Guess what they did? They dropped everything. They left it. And they were like, you know what? We're following you, Jesus. We're all in. We're 100% in. So what did I have to do? The first thing we see Simon had to do is he had to be willing to be obedient. He had to be willing to do the smallest thing, let down your nets. He had to be willing to do this one thing so that other, all the other actions could happen afterwards. So my question is for you this morning is this. What do you need to let go of? Do you need to let go of some of your plans? What about your own understanding? Thinking that you know exactly how the world should work. Thinking that you know exactly how everything should be ordered and ordained. And we actually take the opportunity where we lean on God. God, sometimes I think we pray, God, where are you in the midst of this thing? God, where are you? Uh, Why is this happening? And the whole time, I think he is sitting there wondering, like, would you just trust me? Would you just let go of something and cling to me? Would you allow yourself? You know, when you ever wonder why you're still fighting for that per- the job, the perfect job that you keep waiting for with all the benefits that you want. And, and guess, guess what God's saying? Just, just trust me. Just trust that I have something in this for you. How about this? You're fighting for your marriage and you feel like your other, the other spouse, they don't even care. They're not even interested in it. Guess what? I, he says, guess what? I need you to still to trust me. When you pray and you read your Bible and you're still battling depression, and you're still dealing with anxiety, and you're still dealing with all the other stuff, Jesus is saying, listen, let down your nets for just a second and trust me. Because here, here's the point. You don't always have the power to control. 
right? You don't have the power to control everything. But guess what you and I ultimately do have the power to do? Surrender. We have the authority because that is inside of our control. It's inside of our control whether we hold it or whether we give it away. Whether we're, we're clinging tight to whatever the, that, that thing is or whether we actually lay it at the feet of Jesus. Proverbs will tell us this. Proverbs eleven twenty eight says that whoever trusts, trusts in riches, you want to look at your bank account, feel secure about it, guess what? It says, Proverbs says, no, no, riches fall. Riches fail you. He says, but the righteous will actually flourish like a green leaf. It also says in chapter, uh, chapter 28, 26, that whoever trusts in his own mind is actually a fool. Like, you think you're going to trust yourself, but no, no, you can't do that. Whoever walks, though in wisdom, guess what? They actually, they actually get delivered. Listen, some, sometimes we want to put trust in some crazy, crazy stuff. We want to put trust in the economy, and then we're devastated when the stock market tumbles and our retirement's gone. We want to put trust in politics. And if you ain't, listen, I ain't all that old, but I've been old and long, alive long enough to know that's a crazy train I don't need to get on. Right? Y'all can keep fighting over right and left and this and that, and donkeys and elephants can go well. You can have at it, y'all, because guess what? You, ain't, you don't know. You know why? You know one of the main reasons why neither one knows? Because they think they know. Neither one's willing to admit, hey, guess what, guys? We don't really know anything. We're just going to try to do the best we can. You can put all the trust you want into that bank account. And then one day, there's going to be something in your house that you thought, we just replaced that. It's going to break until all of a sudden you look at your bank account and it ain't what you thought it was going to be. Listen, you can work out five days a week. You can go out and you can be the powerlifting champion of the world, but guess what? If you keep trusting that medical report, there's going to be a day when the doctor looks at you and says, we got some bad news to tell you. Because ultimately, we have to realize we're not in control, but the good news is we can trust in the loving God who is. See, we can put our trust in that one day God says that he's going to right every wrong. That he's actually going to wipe out all evil, sin, and sickness. That he's actually going to restore the entire earth to peace and harmony. We can have security that there's no more crying, no more pain, no more heartache. But when did the miracle happen? It was at the end of another mundane, disappointing day. You ever had one of them? Just another day where you're just like, I thought I was going to get this done. I thought this was going to happen, and it just didn't. Man, another day. I guess we'll just go put the boats up. We'll come back out tomorrow, and we'll try again. What I love here is that Simon and the others actually hadn't, they hadn't totally given up yet. They hadn't put the nets away. And today, maybe you're in that place where you really feel like giving up. Maybe you're in that place where you're, you're really not sure you've been praying and believing and just God hasn't shown up yet. It's a relationship, it's a marriage, it's your children, it's a health thing. You have a dream and you've kind of quit believing that it's possible. Can I tell you, I got some big dreams. 
there's some big things in, in, in my personal life that Amy and I have been praying about. And can I tell you, there is some really big things at Discover Church that we're believing and we're praying God uh, for God about. There's some, some massive stuff. Like we're like, God, we, we need your wisdom. We, we have to surrender and turn this over to you because we know that if it's inside of us, we can't do it. This is why the stuff that God tells us to do so often seems crazy. It seems crazy to give 10% of your income away, doesn't it? That's, that's crazy. Who does that? I don't know about you, but I do. Because I've learned for me personally that it's a lot easier to walk off a 90 trusting in God than it is to try to hold the 100% and try to figure out how everything's going to work out. It's just one of those ones where at the end of the day, when we're almost ready, we're almost out of hope, and, and we just don't know what to do. Guess what? That's when the miracle happens. That's when the miracle happens. I want to ask if you would you stand with me this morning. Full disclosure, okay? Let's be honest. We don't have to close our eyes for this portion, right? How many of you currently or in the past have struggled with trusting God? Anybody willing to raise? All right, that's good. If you didn't raise your hand, you're probably lying. That's okay. We're going to pray for you too. How do we build trust? take the opportunity to lean in, to cling to him and to pray, to pray. Say, Lord, help me surrender what I can't control. Lord, help help me to understand, Father God, what you have going on in these plans in my life. Lord, help me to be still enough to listen and to see and to hear your voice. I want to invite you, if you would, would you just bow your heads with me? Listen, if you've like you just say, you know, Pastor Chris, this is one of those areas I really struggle with. I just, listen, I want to invite you to raise your hand today. We're not going to ask you to do anything. You're not going to come up front and like that. I, I just want to ask if, if trusting God has been a serious element in your life, just raise that hand up so we can pray. Yeah. All right. I see it. Here's what I want to do. It's going to be a little bit different might be a little weird. That's okay. We'll be weird together. I want to invite you to do something with me. I want you, if you uh, know the person next to you, I want you just to grab a hold of their hand or put your hand on their shoulder. If you don't know the person next to you, just reach up, put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you. We're going to just come together as a body of Christ. We're going to believe because this trusting, trusting in God, this is something we've got to figure out how to do together. I want to invite you to pray with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, and pray for the person next to you. Don't just pray for you. Pray for them. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to take the opportunity right now to lay down and surrender some things. Father God, I, I know there's some hopes and dreams in this place, Father God. There are people who are asking, God, I believed you for this. Where, where are you? Why, do you didn't, why did you not show up? Lord God, we're believing today, Father God, for us to be able to take our hopes, our dreams, our understandings, and to surrender them, to lay them down at your feet today. For God, for us to be able to have the hope and the confidence in you, for us to be built up, Father. 
Lord, so that we can lay our crowns down, Lord, that we can be not be the kings and queens of our own little kingdom, but Father God, that we will allow you to be Lord over our life, that you can that you will reign as we surrender. Father, we thank you. Lord, we pray right now that you are going to help us as a body of believers to help encourage one another up so that we can understand that we can have confidence and faith and we can have all the trust knowing that, Lord, you are the Lord of lords. You are the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. There is no one outside of your realm, Father God. You have control over everything. And, Lord God, we surrender that to you today. Lord, we thank you. We pray for all of these things, believing that the Holy Spirit is going to come, that's going to minister and speak to your people today. And we do this in the matchless and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you sing this song with us as we close?